Radical, episode 219. Welcome, ladies and gents, boys and girls. Um, I am going, uh, let's let's get some things out out of the way up front, I guess. Hey, this is, uh, this is an explicit show. Sometimes I cuss if there are kids around or if you just don't like hearing that kind of stuff. Um, this is your opportunity, you know, fair warning. Now is the departure line, the demarcation. Uh, welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. Uh, thank you guys for being with me, and thank you guys for your patience. I've been there's there's so much going on in the world. There's so much going on in my mind, and I've I've been struggling. You know, and, and I think maybe some of you guys know this. Like, there's a because of everything that's going on, um, whether it's campaign, whether it's the program, whether it's just you know life in general outside of this. There's for me. And I think for a lot of you guys, there is just so much. And, and one of the things that I have to decide is really where I want to steer um, my own thoughts, my own life, my own focus. And, you know, taking you guys along with me if you, you know, if you're so inclined to come. Right. And so what I've got to do is kind of work out in my mind a strategy for building what I want to see in this world. And I could sit here and I could talk about Joe Biden and his dumbass cancer comments and COVID. And I could talk about the climate crisis, which I don't know. I, I, I guess I talked a little bit about it on Kennedy the other night. Thanks to Kennedy again for, for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, I could talk about a number of different things with the, the coming in, you know, m- more inflation. Like this, this ride is not going to stop. I could talk about the bank runs and the riots that are happening around the world, like Sri Lanka. I could talk about the, I mean, if you haven't seen the people swarm their own capital in Sri Lanka, you should see it. It's that easy. Then you've got, um, you know, the, the Chinese that are surrounding banks with tanks telling the citizens that are, um, you know, out there in Chinese subjects, I should say, uh, that they can't have their money, that it is an investment in the yuan, the Chinese government, uh, and their, in their internal banking system. You know, we could talk about what's happening all over Europe with farmers, the, the, the Dutch, you know, in, in the Netherlands, man, those farmers, they've been shot at by their own cops and it has pissed people off. This is happening. I think in places like Italy, it's happening. It's happening in uh, Germany. It's happening. Happening in Denmark. It's happening in the Netherlands. You know, it happened a while ago in France. Like the the world, as you know, is on fire financially, and and I think there's a lot we could talk about on on all sorts of these fronts. But you guys kind of know, you know what's happening. You know where we're headed because we've talked about it at length. And if you're new to the program, welcome. You know this is. Um, this is a program for thinkers. This is a program for anybody and everybody. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of people tuning in, like, who's this guy who's running for governor in Georgia? What's he about? What's he, you know, what does he talk about? I'm talking about unity. I'm talking about leadership. I am talking about the dream that we were sold as kids here in America, right? Like the American dream, what it was, what it isn't. I mean, what we're going to talk about though, is something that gives me a lot of hope it gives me something to learn. It gives me a better understanding of human interaction and making human interaction less violent, including the government. And that that technology is Bitcoin. If you don't understand Bitcoin, this is going to be a great place for you to land. 
this is the vehicle which propels freedom, which propels liberty, which propels individual sovereignty. And I don't really think that most people understand it, which is crazy because the amount of people that try to tell me that they understand it online, on Twitter, oh man, the the FUD that comes at you just right and left, you know, it's, you know, when, when the grid's completely down, what are you going to do with Bitcoin? Well, same thing you're going to do with fiat, man. You're not going to do anything with fiat. You're not going to, I mean, your cash is going to be worthless. They're, they're not going to take cash anymore at your banks. They're not going to take cash anymore at places like the supermarket or any, you know, giant business that is going to have to can either convert to CBDCs or get paid in Bitcoin. Either way, like the, these are these are the choices that are coming up. You've seen, I'm, if you're paying attention to what's going on in the world in terms of crypto in general, like all these rug pulls, which are people that you know have centralized a token and they've pulled it, and they've tried to they've tried to get out of it as cryptos have crashed around the world. That is the thing about Bitcoin. Like it's it's not crypto. It's not centralized. It doesn't have a board. People aren't making decisions about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a communications protocol. It is a constitution that is unbreakable. And it is money. It is the hardest money on earth by all of the Austrian principled standards. Time, space, scales, proof of work, open ledger, you name it. It is it, it is captivating. And it, it this is, I think, where I think a lot of people um, miss what's going on, right? This, this is an investment in yourself. People are always talking in the government about investing in the government, investing in, you know, clean air and renewable energy and all this bullshit. Bullshit, 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 right? What it is, is a scam and a it's fear porn to get you to, to to give up your money a little more readily, a little more easily to these liars and murderers and thieves. And that's what they are. They're, they're, they're fucking the worst parasites on earth. Human parasites that use really, 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 really indoctrinated masses of poor people to steal from people who are extremely productive and innovative. And what Bitcoin does is it stops this kind of bullshit. And eventually it will kill states. The way we know, the way we understand them now these states of force and coercion, it's going to kill those things. So why not take the time and focus on providing education and, and providing learning and providing interviews with people who are actually using a tool for all mankind to create individual sovereignty. I mean, there was this great video that I posted on Twitter a while back that, you know, this guy was over in, uh, in Africa and he was asking these people in this, um, in this village, what does it mean to you? And you look around the village and you know, the, that whole argument, well, what are you going to do when there's no power? Well, a lot of these guys have very, very limited power in, in Africa. Right? especially where these guys were. And they just went around in the group and asked them, what is Bitcoin to you? And it, the, the replies ranged from hope to sovereignty to freedom. 
And you just saw these people's, you know, smiles on their face as they were being asked to give an answer about, hey, one word, what is this? What is this digital currency that you guys are talking about? I know it's, I don't know, I think it's like 22,000, 23,000, something like that. Maybe it's messed around overnight. I have no idea because I don't care. And that's the, that's what I want to build in all of you. I want to build this conviction and understanding that when you are taking on Bitcoin, when you are stacking sats, when you are, you know, getting in now versus, I don't know when it was like $5, right? Like everybody's like, yeah, man, I missed it at $5. I wish I, but here's the thing is you've got it now at 20 and we have, I don't know. I think it's like a, a six, uh, $600 trillion cap right now. I think so we're somewhere in there or I'm sorry, six, 600 billion. So we're not even at a trillion. We're not the size of Apple. We're not the size of Google. Like Bitcoin's not that big yet. When Bitcoin begins to take on the the really shitty bonds that are going, you know, that are about to crumble in the world, when they take on just a fraction of a percentage of all the shitty bonds that are, you know, complete junk. When you, when you've got you know, quote unquote, nine percent inflation. When let's face it, it's probably more like thirty, and you're only getting back something like seven percent from your bond you're never going to make money. You're going to lose money on bonds. And so that money is not going to sit around in bonds. It's going to chase a harder asset. And as it chases these these harder assets, whether it's gold or land or Bitcoin, you're going to see that market cap soar. 20000 for a Bitcoin at about $600 billion. Can you imagine if it hits $10 trillion like gold, what you're talking about is, you know, close to a million dollars for a Bitcoin. It's, I mean, the math is, is pretty simple stuff, but what I'm going to do, I think, and what I've decided is I'm going to dedicate a lot of time, a lot more time to this. And, uh, you know, obviously it's, it's the cornerstone of why I'm campaigning down here in Georgia is to create a lot of of awareness to use the bully pulpit, to use a soapbox to talk about these kind of things. Because if, if now isn't a good time for people to learn economics, to learn the difference between Keynesian economics and Austrian economics, to learn where their money can hang out and at least not lose value and possibly gain value. If now is not the time to learn these things, there, there is no time for you. And I don't have time to waste, to, to convince you that this is where I think a lot of the smartest people on earth right now are moving towards. They are, here's, money doesn't wait is a great saying. Money doesn't wait. It moves fast. And when it sees problems with pe- people who have money that see problems, they move their money. Because that's their wealth. That's their earning. That's how they that's how they live. It is residual income over time that they've put in motion and they're not going to lose their money. Now there are some people that will make bad decisions. They'll put it in different types of fiat. Crypto is fiat. The US dollar is a is is basically the first digital token. 
right? It is, it is first, it is the first CBDC, you know, like I know there is cash, but let's face it, the amount of cash that's on hand versus the amount of dollars that have been put into the economy by the fed is not even close, right? The banks don't have all that cash on hand. So literally the dollar is a CBDC already. They just haven't locked it down completely. It's coming. I'll bet you. So today, I've got an article here. Uh, this is from Bitcoin Magazine. It's from the uh, one of their editors, uh, opinion editor. His name is Michael. He doesn't have a last name. But uh, if anybody's over there at the Bitcoin Magazine um, and uh, they hear this and they want to share it with whoever uh, Michael is, then uh, by all means do. And Michael, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm really... This this article headline caught my attention, and I was like, "Yep, you know, this is one of those things that I think gives people hope. It gives them things to think about. It gives them things to, you know, take action on. And that's what this podcast radical is all about: is taking action, doing education, inspiring people, and giving us a vehicle, a path, a tool, the right hand of God weapon to slay tyranny." All right, so let's get started. Becoming anti-fragile with Bitcoin and beyond. Bitcoin is the first step toward anti-fragility, but there are many other factors to consider when aiming toward self-sovereignty throughout one's life. That's just the, the subtitle there. So we'll get started. I'm going to probably interrupt a little bit here and there. This is not going to be a read. It's not going to be perfect. So please excuse me up front, but uh, we'll get started. The, the Once Bitten podcast episode with Christian Criollas and Daniel Prince got me thinking about anti-fragility and what it means when applied to human humans as opposed to a system. If you're attempting to make your life anti-fragile, there are a lot of aspects you need to address. It's a process and one that I have been undertaking over the last 14 years without knowing what I was doing. It has led to a lifestyle that's unique compared to most normies, and it's probably not for everyone. Though, I'll admit, I don't think my situation could be considered 100% anti-fragile. I do feel there are a lot of situations where the world went completely tits up. My family would thrive comparatively to others. It's a grind to become anti-fragile, and you need to look at different areas that lead to sovereignty. I'm going to pause right before we get to the, the first heading, which is food. This is not for everybody. But if you're trying to insulate yourself from the chaos, this is an absolute must. And I think this is you know a very focused group of people who's listening who are taking action. Listen, this guy said 14 years. I've been looking at this you know, and trying to get to where I am today up here on you know Freedom Mountain in Cherokee County. By the way, if you're looking for a place to move, come to Cherokee County, Georgia. I am putting together as many Liberty Fighters as possible in this county, um, and we're going to start a free county project is <laughs> already like it's it's already in the works. So um, if you love mountains and you love nature and you love the heat and you love I don't know just good old fashioned North Georgia. Like it's awesome up here. Anyway, so let's get back to it. Food. Food 
is an easy place to start with a lot of low-hanging fruit. Our system is centralized and favors big businesses. It is built around just-in-time delivery and, as such, is inherently fragile. This is likely something you have witnessed firsthand over the last few years with supply chains being suddenly cut off and panic buying setting in. On top of this, just-in-time delivery, a large portion of what we're sold as food barely resembles anything you should be putting in your body. A general rule of thumb is that it comes in a package. You should be questioning it. The best approach of anti-fragility when it comes to food is to divorce yourself from the supermarkets. Ditch anything that comes in packaging as much as possible, depending on your situation. This can be a challenge, but the reward is worth it. Make a habit of spending with local farmers, small, produ small producers, and at your local farmer's market. When visiting farmer's markets, be cautious of resellers that buy in bulk and try to pass that product off as their own. They are not much better than the supermarkets. Make a point of meeting your farmers. Ask them questions and talk with them. They will appreciate your interest. Once you've divorced yourself from the big players, you can take a massive leap forward in anti-fragility by producing your own food. You might not have 100 acres of land, but there's always something you can do with your resources. At the very least, you could grow some herbs to start low-tech mushroom growing. You will soon discover after a period of learning with producing food, it is easy to create abundance. When you are producing in excess of your needs, you can sell or trade these items that you aren't able to produce yourselves or for the, the items you're not able to produce yourselves. Work toward producing your food with minimal outside inputs. If at all possible, completely close the loop. If you aren't relying on external inputs at all, the world can implode and you'll keep producing. Learn to cook, preserve, pickle, and ferment. Not only will these skills allow you to store your own food and experience finer culinary delights, they are invaluable in any kind of shit-hits-the-fan situation. For me and my family, the approach we took to food led us down a path of chemical-free market gardening, feeding ourselves and our local community, generating income, connecting with others at the local level, like-minded producers, and enabling us to thrive when the rest of the world was in a panic about possible food shortages. Pause. That's the end of that food section. 100%. Do all of those things. I mean, he, Michael absolutely nails it here. Um, there are different components to anti-fragility. And we're going to hit the next one, which I think is really, really important. And obviously one that I've suffered with lately, but am on the mend and in the comeback, which is health and fitness. Get yourself healthy. If you're taking a decent approach to tackling anti-fragility in food, this will most likely already have you heading down the right path. There are many approaches you can take with food as far as your health goes. I'm not a nutritionist and I'm not here to tell you what is right or wrong. But if you put good fuel in your body instead of crap, you'll reap the benefits. So you're fueling your body with optimal foods. Now, you'll want to get yourself fit. There are a few situations in life where being fit and healthy won't bring you advantages. Being fit can be interpreted in many different ways, but ultimately, when it comes to anti-fragility, you're looking for a general all-around fitness 
where you're physical where you're physically able to complete almost any task that life might throw at you being able to run a marathon but not lift 90 pounds isn't going to help you in the real world having a 450 pound deadlift but not being able to sprint 400 yards isn't going to help you in the real world you need to be an all-rounder start where you are and apply effort continuously over time i train five days per week and i have done so for a long as long as i can remember with just a brief hiatus in 2020 on top of typical intense gym workout i've also trained in a couple of styles of martial arts for close to 20 years as well as the obvious physical benefits of this training has a number of mental benefits that all add up to anti-fragility between food and training, I have avoided needing to visit any doctor for more than 10 years. Health and fitness is key to becoming truly anti-fragile. Pause again. That's the end of that section. 100%. Train. I don't care if you get out and you start walking. Just every day, go for a walk. Maybe do two, three miles. Find somewhere. Go walk. Learn something. Maybe put in a podcast. Maybe put in a book. And while you are walking... You will learn and you will find that if you do this enough, you're going to actually try to go walk so you can learn more, so you can digest more information, more ideas, more thoughts, and you will start putting pieces together. And this network effect of what's going on in your brain is so much bigger than just what you're adding in terms of little pieces. It is this compounding, um, you know, nonlinear, quadratic type of effect. It's a, it's un. It's unreal. It's amazing. And I definitely, you know, recommend these type of things. If you can do martial arts, jujitsu, things like that, man, like this makes you anti-fragile. It makes you able to handle yourself in a really, really, really bad situation. Like really hands on, right? You go to the ground and you're rolling around with somebody, you can control that situation much easier, even if you are smaller than your opponent. Um, this kind of stuff happens all the time. You see people, not just MMA fighters, like people who are white belts out there who have gone into bad situations and been able to subdue somebody because they understand, you know, how to take somebody to the ground, how to establish either, you know, side control or mount or take, taking the back. Like th those kind of things can help you in the long run. Um, and in terms of weightlifting and all that kind of stuff, like you said, be an all arounder, you know, hike lift and you know for the, you desk jockeys that are out there something that helped me along the way um when you know the world went to shit and I was behind you know a desk for way too long as I would set alarms for the bottom of the hour 10 minutes to the hour and it would get me out of my seat go do push-ups have a small set of dumbbells or something like that in your room I, I go get your heart rate up just a little bit stretch do yoga I don't know but for those 10 minutes like get up and get your heart moving. And I guarantee you, you, you will feel, you will be, you will just be in, I don't know, a better mood for your family. You'll be in a better mind space for yourself. And from there, you will make better decisions. All right. Not going to belabor that anymore. Income and finances. Let's tackle income. There's really two main things to consider. First, you need to bring in more income than you spend. To me, and probably a lot of you, this is just common sense. Either find ways to earn more or cut down on your expenses any way possible. When it comes down to it, 
people can achieve a fairly comfortable existence with far less money than you would expect. You need to snap your brain out of the consumer mindset and stop feeding your dopamine receptors with frivolous purchases. You need to look at all of your expenses and ask yourself if you really need it. Sure, you can spend money on enjoying life, but don't make it a part of who you are. Find a way to become content without the need to spend. Second, you should be looking at where that money comes from. If you are relying on a single income from an employer, you can very quickly end up in a world of trouble. Start a side hustle of some sort or start multiple. If it doesn't, uh, it doesn't have to be a huge, but it doesn't have to be huge, but it has to have a safety net and something that you could scale up if needed. Potentially, look at businesses that people will always need, even when times are tough. For example, everyone needs to eat. If you're running some kind of popular business, producing food in good times, people will be turning to you in times of need. When it comes to finances, there are really two schools of thought. Debt is bad on the other side, and debt is good on the, on the other. In my mind, debt in a positive growth economic environment is not necessarily a bad thing when managed correctly. When economics starts to falter, like we are seeing now, debt is definitely bad. Debt is leverage, and as the saying goes, when the tide goes, we see who's swimming naked. If you're in debt, the chances of getting financially wiped out are exponentially higher. Protect yourself by not being in debt. Between a lack of debt and income greater greater than expenses, you will be able to create a significant financial safety net over time. Use that to your advantage. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, one of the first things that uh, my wife and I did uh, together was try to get everything out of debt. Like, it, it took some time, um, you know, college loans, all that nonsense, um, you know, getting reliable vehicles, working your way up, being smart about it, downsizing at home and getting into something that you can manage without any problem whatsoever. Like, all of these things that he says are absolutely 100%. Uh, get out of debt, create side hustles. Do things that enrich yourself and your life, and you will find that, you know, one of these things, you know, like for me, like I love educating people. I love, you know, talking with people. I love just, you know, doing things like this. This was just a, a natural thing uh, for me to fall into. And now that I've got a vehicle for freedom and liberty and Bitcoin, boy, it seems like a, a real natural fit. All right, let's move on. Community. Community is generally the last thing that comes to mind when talking about anti-fragility. In reality, no matter how skilled and how self-reliant you are, there will always be a time when you need other people. Find your tribe. Get involved or build community around yourself. Put yourself on the line and go out of your way to help people when they need it. Develop relationships. Produce something that people in the community need. It may not seem like it, it it may not seem like it, but this will bring its own rewards and it will. Um, giving is one of those things that does a, a, a number of things for you, right? Um, when you can introduce yourself, when you can help your neighbors, when you can help your community, people naturally just know who you are. And, you know, uh, if you're doing it out of the goodness of your heart, it people are going to see that. Now there are always, there's always haters, always, 
always, always, always haters who, you know, are like, man, that guy's some kind of do-gooder that's trying to, you know, I don't know, take advantage of you later down the line. Like, that's just some people, man. Um, but in terms of building community, this is absolutely true. This is why I invite you to Cherokee County, Georgia. Um, and if you want to build community, I suggest the northwest corner of Cherokee County to begin with. So I'll leave it at that for now. Um, skills and skills and knowledge development. Teach yourself new skills constantly. Learn to build and repair things. Service your car or at least know how to. Learn to weld, work with wood, cook, ferment, and preserve foods. Constantly learn new practical competencies and put them into application. You don't need to be an expert at everything, but a broad range of capabilities will allow you to get the job done when needed. Not only will this range of knowledge be useful for yourself throughout life and get you out of some sticky situations, you will also become valuable to others when they need you. See community above. Very true. Um, just for the simple fact of uh, brain plasticity, right? Like if, if you are learning, your brain as you age needs this. It needs new wrinkles. It needs to learn. It needs to make new connections. It needs new synapses. These are, this is part of health as well. It, it gives you some meaning. It gives you something to strive for. If you are bored, go learn something. Read a book. Practice a skill. Take some initiative. There is just, I mean, whatever you want to learn is on YouTube, ladies and gents. It is. It's on, on YouTube. Minus some, you know, nonsense COVID bullshit, but I digress. Um, learn skills, learn knowledge. And that's, he. I mean, the one thing that I don't know how to do on his list is welding, right? I should definitely learn how to weld probably after this election when I have maybe a little more time. But this is, this is one of those things, like learn all of these things, learn electricity, learn plumbing, learn carpentry, learn home repair, learn drywall, learn, learn the things around your house. Like if you don't know how to do the, the things that are in your house, whether uh, it's put down new flooring or paint or patch walls or, you know, basic electrical stuff or plumbing stuff. I mean, if you don't know how to do that kind of stuff, go get a small tool set and start to learn how to do it. Maybe just take something apart and then try to put it back together. Watch a YouTube video on how to do it. Things like that. If there's something broken in your life, go watch a YouTube video and then go try and attempt to fix it. What's the worst that's going to happen? You might have to take your vehicle to a mechanic because you screwed it up or you got it in over your head. Okay, fine. That happens. But try. In the long run, when you do this, it's going to save you thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, which you could put towards really hard money that might just make you, you know, extremely wealthy in the future. Just my thoughts. Dependency and mindset is the next one. You can work as hard as you like to make yourself anti-fragile while the world stays the same. Everything around you, the system you are captured within, is inherently fragile. It has been built either to maximize profit or to extract value from you. It's most definitely has not been built to react rapidly to changing situations. You need to extract yourself from the system as much as possible and sever any dependency you have on institutions. The less reliant you are on government, medical, food, or other big businesses, the more anti-fragile you can become. 
they will throw you under the bus to save themselves far sooner than coming to your aid. Keep yourself out of their reach by never relying on their handouts. That is huge. And I'm, I don't want to interrupt, but that part is absolutely monster. If you're not reliant on their handouts, man, there's, there's really little that they're going to be able to do to you at the end of the day. Last paragraph, above all else, becoming anti-fragile is about mindset. Becoming fiercely independent and self-reliant. Adopt an attitude of being able to achieve anything you set your mind to. Cast aside all tendencies towards laziness and always aims towards self-improvement. Accept trials you face as challenges to overcome. It is a process that that takes time, but with persistence, you will become unstoppable. You will become anti-fragile. Um, this is a great article by Michael, and uh, it is under the culture section over there at Bitcoin Magazine. I will link it in my show notes. Uh, what are we at? 33 minutes. Um, some thoughts on on this article. Brilliant article. Great article. I'm glad somebody loves to write. I don't like writing. Um, imagine you guys have found that out. At some point, I'm going to have to write books. I'm just going to have to. Got to just put this knowledge back into the world at some point. But this um this last point this mindset um let me tell you you are far more powerful than anybody ever told you you are you have to discover how to bring it out of you and i got to tell you there is um there's a great piece out there on netflix right now it's called how to change your mind and if you're open to the ideas of changing your mind and changing your perspective there are some things out there that you can do and i'm going to tell you right now a lot of them are prohibited by the people that want you dependent on them. Go watch How to Change Your Mind. It is fascinating. You are going to learn about who initially instigated and initiated these type of uh, very draconian, I'd almost, yeah, let's just call it evil, 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 evil. I can't say this enough. Evil as hell way, way, way back in the day, starting with the Catholic Church. The people who outlawed substances, you know, from ergot, from psilocybin, from uh, things like peyote, things that had been used by mankind, cannabis, for a very, very, very long time to commune with a higher power with something that breaks down what we see on this plane of existence. When you start to see those things from a different angle, from an angle of you know, real science, you start to understand why these substances have been made Schedule One drugs by the United States. First of all, though, you need to understand that the church is the one pushing for these things to, to not be um, part of society because they, the church wants you dependent on them for your faith needs, for your spiritual needs. It is something akin to, let me see how I can put this. Um, it's, it's, it's akin to um, a lot of what we were talking about in this article, right? When, when they talk about food, you know, if, if you were just given the inside of the store, 
you know, the, 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 the aisles, not the perimeter, right? Some of you guys know what I'm talking about already. The inside of the store, the, 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 the internal part, you know, the aisles and not the things that are kept fresh by refrigeration, you know, your fruits, your vegetables, your dairy, things of that nature, the things that are packaged process. You don't know what that is. You have no idea what it is. If that was the only food that you were ever given, you would never know what fresh food was. You would never understand the difference that it that it plays in your life, in your body, in your spirit, the way you interact with other people and yourself. That's the difference between church and a lot of these things that I've already named uh, that are you know psychedelics that are going to give you a different perspective on who and what you are. You are powerful. You are connected to anything and everything that has ever been created. You are energy. And energy can be transferred into other things. Think about it that way. And then start to guide your energy in the right direction. Grow it. Grow it with the understanding that you're going to become more powerful as you have more knowledge. And that's what they used to say, you know, knowledge is power. They'd even say that kind of crap in, in schools. They would say knowledge is power. Yeah, but indoctrination isn't. That's why you look at people today. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're mentally anemic because most people have been indoctrinated. They continue to listen to, you know, nonsensical propaganda on TV or the radio, they don't seek out their own information. They still repeat the talking points of the people that indoctrinated them, that continue to indoctrinate them. When you can be self-sufficient, when you can take your ideas into the marketplace and defend them without being irate, without being mad, with just saying, hey man, here's a seed. You know, this is this is where I started. You know, tell a story. And whatever they say, okay, cool, man. You know, you don't want it? That's fine. I'll go to the next person. If they do want it, being able to sit there and, and teach and have them learn. And as you're teaching, you will, you will begin to learn even more as you teach. This is power. This is, this is what you should be radiating all the time. This is what has been perverted and cleaved from this manufactured human species because of government systems, because of the church. I'm not saying there aren't good people in religious places. What I'm telling you is most of the people, especially down here in the Bible Belt, don't have first-hand knowledge of what any of this uh, psychedelic understanding, this departure from this plane, they've not, they've not experienced it. They've not witnessed it firsthand. They have not gone down those paths to the, these, these outer places in your mind or wherever. They haven't done it. They haven't looked at the world differently. They haven't seen it for what it is. And that depriving people of knowing what that experience is, that is the scariest thing in the world 
to tyrants. Because once you see it, you can't unsee it. And once you know it, there's nothing that will ever happen in your life that's going to scare you because you understand what's beyond. The church can talk about this kind of stuff in fantasy land. They can, they can talk about it um, as somebody that, you know, skirts around whatever they were told, right? Like they, they can dance and, and talk about it through, you know, thing, words that were written on paper. It is no substitute for experiencing it firsthand. Go watch the show. It's absolutely amazing. And maybe it'll change your mind enough to where you change your mind and then go experience it for yourself. And once you do, you're going to realize what your power is. You're going to realize that we have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of people to wake up. We have a lot of people to, to help them on their own path of experiences. You can talk about them, but until people actually want to go down these paths, we're going to be at the same place. So teach, plant seeds, be nice, tell stories. And at the end of the day, freedom and liberty will take care of itself, especially now that we have a vehicle that encapsulates all of this. And that's why I'm going to continue to go down this path. This path of hope, this path of self-sovereignty, anti-fragility, this path to freedom. A lot of people say that all things are possible through Christ. All things are possible through freedom. Until next time, ladies and gents, I hope you have an awesome weekend. Thank you for being with me. I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take your stuff.